you know, it, uh, it took me a while to kind of understand that. It was that when we come to church, we're not just reading words from an ancient book. We're reading the literal words of the living God. So we should never, ever handle it so lightly. Because the one thing I want to say to you this morning before I hand the mic over, one of the things I want to say this morning is, is this. There's two things mostly I want to say. And number one is this concerning the church. And I want to be cautious as I make this word to you because I shared this with Marty the other day and he asked me to share this with, with the church today. But I want, to air, I want to issue a caution here. What I'm about to tell you should never lead to any form of arrogance. Because everything that happens at this church is strictly because the grace of God has allowed it to take place. And because God's hand has been on this church. Amen. This is not something that we conjure up within ourselves. This is not something that we can balance a glass of milk on our head and all of a sudden the Spirit of God moves into place. It's strictly on God. But it is my firm conviction. A lot of you know what I do as a living. I'm a salesman. And I go and I see a lot of places. I see a lot of churches. And if there's one thing I can say about this church, about seven, let me start off here. About seven years ago, we were in this church back when the walls were brown and, and it just looked completely different. And I remember, I think we were doing the Jericho March. Was anybody here for that? I really hope I'm not the only one who remembers this right now. Which is pretty much where we lined up like they did around the walls of Jericho and we went around the borders of the walls here. And at one point, they stopped and they were praying. And there was a man right over here. He was a heavier set man. I couldn't tell you his name to save my life. He had white hair and a white beard. And he spoke up and he said, this church is going to be a beacon and a banner to this community for when things start getting rough. That's what he said. He said, they're going to be a beacon and a banner. And I've always remembered that. And I've, I've wondered, Lord, when is that going to be, though? Church, I'm here to tell you with all the churches I go see right now, I'm hearing it. And please, I, I say this with, with some, a little bit of trembling and fear because don't, we don't need this to lead to arrogance because God is using this church, but it's not on our own. And I'm seeing churches, and they are looking to our church. They know our church. Even churches that are not in the assemblies of God, they know our church, and they look to our church, and you get this sense that they're looking, and they're saying, but what is y'all's church doing? Because there's this sense that they feel that if our church stays open, then their church can stay open. If our church stands firm on issues that the world is trying to say are wrong, are now right, that we're wrong biblically, then they can stand. Again, I'm not saying this to puff us up. I'm here to say let's take the calling God has on us serious. I promise you, I don't say this flippantly. I talk to them. I meet with the pastors. I meet with people. And they will ask me, so what is y'all's church doing? What's going on over there at LVA? We know about your church. I even had somebody who does not go to church here in the community tell me two weeks ago, said this community is fortunate to have y'all's church because of the impact it's making. They, don't, they go to a church, but they don't go to this one. And they told me, they said, we are so thankful for that church in this community. Again, I'm not puffing us up. I'm saying this is why we open today. It is not to say that COVID's not real or anything like that because we, we respect it. Amen. But it's to say this, that the church of the living God is not going to stand by and let whatever happens in the world slow it down. It never has. This is a cakewalk compared to what, what, what happened back then. Back then, they were having church in the middle of them being told, we're going to cut your heads off. 
Back then, they were having church when they were walking through the streets, and they, the lightings on the streets were people who professed Christ who were set on fire. They were still having church. So I'm here to tell you today, know that, that right now God is using individually us and this church as a lighthouse in this storm. Please don't handle that call lightly. Present the gospel at all times. That's what the Bible says, be ready in season and out of season. Be ready. And, and leadership for us, I know we work, I know we're tired, but take what you do serious. Even if you look at them kids and you say, that kid makes me want to pull my hair out. He makes me mad. He just, hey, I don't even think they're getting it. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep preaching the gospel. Don't, get up, don't give up. Don't grow tired and weary for doing good. Because in due time, we'll reap a harvest. Amen. The second thing I wanted to tell you today outside of that was this. That no matter what happens in the world, Jesus Christ is still supreme. He's still supreme. And I believe that's what we've lost in the church is that we forget that Jesus Christ is still supreme. Because, see, we see this man who's all loving and came and died on the cross, but we forget he sits at the right hand of the Father on his throne. And one day he's coming back. And let me tell you this, there's not one thing. There is not one thing. There's not one abortion. There's not one death. There's not one death from COVID. There's not one earthquake. There's not one storm. Anything that can happen without him first seeing it. And I'm not going to sit here in my finite mind and ask him, well, why'd you allow it to happen? I'm not going to be that my immoral self is not going to ask the completely morally perfect God what he's doing with his creation. But I do know this, that he's supreme in all things. And in the church, we need to know that when the world starts shaking, when everything looks like it's falling apart, be rest assured, He is not. He's still been to the areas of the earth that no one else has been to. He's seen the bottom of the Mariana Trench. He's, he, he climbed the top of Mount Everest before anybody ever thought about doing it. He was there. He told Job in the Bible, he said, Where were you when I put the foundations of the earth in place? Where were you when I put the earth on its axis? Where were you when I told the water you had to stop right here? You weren't there. Because I reign supreme. Church, please be rest assured of this in this place. that I want to say more, but Lord, I, feel, I don't know if I need to or not. But I'm going to tell you, because I say this with honest, my, my elbows are shaking. I think we have to understand this in this place this morning that Jesus Christ reigns supreme. He is over every election. He is over every single thing that happens in this earth. If an earthquake happens right now, He first saw it and He's over it. He's over every decision that happens in man. The, the book of Proverbs says, a man can make his decision all he wants, but the Lord casts the lot. He can cast his lot, but the Lord sees where it falls. Understand this, church. There's not one thing that the world can do to the church that he didn't already see. He reigns supreme. In the book of Revelation chapter 1, starting out in verse 4, and I'm reading out of the New King James. I'll give you guys time to flip there. Revelations chapter 1. 
Also, church, I do want to say this while we're flipping. We need to be praying, though, at the same time because there's a challenge right now in Roe versus Wade. And we need to pray that this thing would overturn, that this mess would stop. And, I'm, and I say that with all, I won't back down on this. I will never celebrate the dismemberment because I'm going to call it what it is. See, they want to say abortion and they want to kind of dress it up. I'm going to call it what it is. I'm not going to support the dismemberment of a child inside a mother's womb. I'm not going to support them sucking a child out before his life. If we want equality in this world, then when it starts in the womb. They deserve to live. And right now, the Supreme Court is hearing that could, hopefully, I pray, overturn this Roe versus Wade and save millions of babies' lives. Because I'm going to tell you this, no matter what COVID did or cancer has done in this world, the leading cause of death in America was abortion. So we need to be praying over that. I hope I don't come off too stern, but that's how much we need to be caring about these innocent lives. There's one thing God says He hates, and that's the shedding of innocent blood. He won't tolerate it. But in Revelation chapter 1, starting in verse 4, it says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who was, who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Remember how I told you he reigns supreme? To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. I want you guys to see that last part because I read that yesterday and it stopped me. Number one, he's the ruler over the kings of the earth. Amen. And let me just say this. This is something even no true atheist will argue. There really was a man named Jesus. And he really was crucified. And guess what? His grave is still empty right now. That's a fact. You can debate why his body's not there all you want, but I'm going to tell you this fact, that he was real, he was crucified, and they can't find him. And now he sits as the king, ruler over the kings of the earth. But that last part, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That stopped me there the other day when I read that because as I read it, I pictured we have my four-month-old son now, and so we go to the sink to wash him, and the, it's a little tub you can set in the sink, and he kind of gets to lay back and relax in it. And I began to think about how how deep we got to clean kids, right? Because, <laughs> you know, they got the creases, and they got the, the milk and the slobber that gets in there, and if you don't clean them out, then they give it about a day, then babies stink. You go to kiss him on the neck, and it's just like, whoo. feel like you're kissing him under the arm or something. It's, it gets rough. But I began to think about how deep we clean our children. I began to think about how that's what God does to us. That with his own blood, with his own sacrifice, he gets down in there, and he gets between the toes, and he washes the feet. He washes behind the ears, and he gets into the deep parts of your life. Not because he wants to shame you, not because he's trying, but because he loves you. And he wants to set you free in those areas. Church, I'm, this is what I'm trying to say to you this morning. Let us not stop assembling when we serve such a God who washed us with his very own blood this morning. Amen. Lastly, I just feel like this needs to be said. Jesus Christ reigns supreme. And he's coming back. 
I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow. I'm not going to say it's going to be next year. But I do know this, that he's going to come back. And what a day that's going to be. And I'd much rather want to face him as Savior than I do as judge. He's coming back, church. And please understand me again. He's not giving up his place to this world. He's not giving up his place to this society. So when someone says, when someone looks at you and they say, where is your God? Just know he's getting ready. Let, let me tell you something. I, I know how it is in the Christian walk when we question God and we say, God, what is, what is going on? Why are you allowing this evil to happen? Why? Here's the thing. I would entertain that question if I didn't believe in the second coming. But because I believe in the second coming and I know that he says the wicked will not go unpunished, I'm okay. Because I know no matter what happens to any child inside that womb, no matter what happens in this world, the wicked will not go unpunished when he comes back. Now, that is not to say that I don't want to see them saved, because I do. I want to see all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but we know some will not. That's right. So just remember this morning, I don't want to be too long-winded. Jesus Christ reigns supreme. If, if I could, I'm going to... I'm going to let Mr. David come up here, and he's got a few words he's going to speak to you this morning. Right, right, right in there. I want to say first how, how pleased I am to be back at church. I have missed, that's right. I have missed the church, and I have missed you people. I love you people. And, and I feel so much better about my message right now, if I can get it out, because it's on the exact same page as what Tyler had. And I was, I was concerned about it and everything of that nature, but... But Marty called me this morning, and he wanted to encourage me and everything like that. And he told me, he, uh, you know, he, he just encouraged me and everything like that. And I told Marty, I said, Marty, I said, you know, when you, when you pray or when you preach and everything like that, and you say, uh, I'm hoping I can get you out of here before 2 or 3 o'clock, I said, you mean it and can back it up. I said, I'm hoping I don't let them out before the restaurant's open. <laughs> and, so, and so that's the deal there. But, but I, I do hope that I can get through what I believe God has given me and everything like that. And, uh, and, and here we go. Um, I, I, uh, I'm a person that watches the news. I like to watch the news, stay up on current events, and, uh, and there's a lot of people that don't. And I would say right now, if you don't watch the news, don't start. Don't, don't start now this late in the game and everything like that. But, but I do watch the news. I like to find out if, there, if I can spot God's um, prophecies coming to pass, if I can see His hand at work in the nations and everything like that. And right now, you can. It's, it's as visible as it can, as it can be. There are countries that are lining together right now that don't like God, don't have God nowhere in their country, have run him out, and they are joining together. And they aren't joining together just, just for the fun of it. They are joining together to do away with anybody that loves God and, and things of that nature. And so, so I watch the news and everything like that, and, and I, I, I try to stay up on it and stuff. And, and there's a finish line coming and you can see that finish line in this in the news beginning to happen and everything like that you can see a finish line starting and I, I, that kind of came to play earlier this week I saw a video and it was it was an interview with a, a person that run they run long races and everything like that and they was interviewing this person and everything like that and they asked them how did they prepare for it and everything and you know a lot of training and everything and they asked them all kinds of questions and in that interview it said they was asking these per, these people this and they said it's difficult said you have to keep your mind straight you have to keep your your, your self under control and things of that nature and you start off with this race and it's a long race and you start off and you're feeling good and you're fine and you're full of energy and you're running and it's just going great and everything like that but a little further down you know you, you begin to get a little blister on your foot and it begins to hurt and 
A little later on, you know, your side begins to hurt a little bit and, and things start becoming real. And it's, it's difficult. It becomes hard. And you start to question yourself and, and like, why am I doing this? And this is hard. Why do I need to do this and, and everything? But you, these runners would say, you've got to keep your mind straight. You've got to keep your mind at what's on what you're doing and what your, what your task is and stuff like that. And what tickled me so much about this interview with this person that they was interviewing was said this, and it just spoke to me like crazy. It said it's difficult and it's hard and, and, and everything like that. It's hard, but when we can see the finish line, it said that blister doesn't hurt quite as much. That pain in your side goes away, and you can see the, you can see the finish line, and you know that your prize is there. You know that you're going to endure. You know that there's reward at the end of that. And that's the deal with, with these signs that I look at in, in, the, in the, the news and stuff like that. There is a finish line. There is, there is a reward for people that, that will faithfully follow God and things of that nature and everything. And i got to slow down. I'm fixing to be through with my message, whole message and everything like that and everything. <laughs> Uh, but but I just I wanted to I wanted to do that. That was a that was a it spoke to me and it blessed me and everything like that. And and I I I had I was talking to Tyler earlier this morning and stuff like that. And he helped me with the verse and everything. And it talked about it talked about in the last days your young your your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And it said your young men shall see visions and your old men shall see dream dreams. Well, I had a dream Friday night. I'm going to share it with you in a little while. I'm not going to do it right now. But I thought to myself when I woke up that morning, if I remembered that verse correctly, I said, I just entered into the old man group. <laughs> and, 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 and I was like, oh, my goodness gracious and everything. So I'll share that with you in just a minute and everything like that. But I wanted to go back to the, to the race and everything like that. We need, to be about, we need to be about our Father's business in that race. We need to be concentrated uh, in our lives and things of, of, of that on that race and everything of that nature. And, and it, the, dream is, the dream that I had was, goes along the line of what, what Tyler had to say about, about what he spoke about and everything. But the dream was, was somewhat serious and somewhat kind of funny. And you know how dreams are with, with Joseph and his dreams. Dreams can be all everywhere until you interpret them and everything of that nature. And, uh, and I had this dream, and I just wanted to kind of maybe share it with you. And I don't... I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying this from God or not. I'm just saying this is the dream that I had and everything like that. There was a, a Sunday, I mean, or a Saturday that we was having a church cleanup and church work, and almost the entire church was here. They was working and, and everything. It was right out front, and then this dream was right out front here. And, and we was all working, and, and we was in God's house, and we was doing God's business and everything like that. And, and I won't be as polite as I can say about how this, this works out, but there's two women that walk in. They've got black pants on, a white shirt, some kind of a, a uniform with a hat and everything, some kind of a, a badge or something like that. I don't believe they were police officers or nothing like that, but there was some type of authority, some type of authority that I did not recognize. And, and when they came in the door and stuff like that, Marty was there and Marty to kind of turned and he said, I'll get it. And, and in the dream, I, I, I understood it to mean he's like, I'll get the check. I forgot to mail the check, but I'll get the check. And as Marty kind of turned like this, one of the these were two ladies, and I want to step back to say this. These ladies, I want to be kind here, but these ladies were ladies that wanted to be men. Do you, you follow what I'm getting at? These, this, was a, this, was, this was an enemy authority, and, and this was all there's to it. But, but when Marty turned to go, get the, to go get the check, and I don't know what that was for or something like that. This could be whatever, but when he turned, 
one of these ladies threw him up against the wall. And they, they stuck his arms up like that. And they was frisking him and doing all kinds of things like that. And checking him out and stuff. And he was trying to explain, I'll go get the check. I'll go get the check. And I don't, still today, this day, I don't understand what that means. But I kind of stepped over there by him and everything like that. And I, I said something. I don't remember what I said in the dream. But the next thing I know, one of the ladies throws me up against the wall. And she's frisking me. And in my dream, I remember this. It's the stupidest thing. I said, I'm ticklish. I'm, I was wiggling around like that. I said, I was ticklish and everything like that. But she was checking me also and everything like that. And I, I woke up and everything. And the dream was over after that. And I woke up after that. And I thought to myself, what could that mean? How could that come into play and everything? And it just, God just kind of gave it to me this. There, there may be a day coming before that finish line that there's some authority coming that won't be on our side that will cause us trouble, that will cause us trials, that will put our foot to the fire, that's going to see what we're made of, that's going to see who we're going to follow. That reminded me of a couple stories in the Bible where there was political pressure, and that, that dream was political pressure. But there was a couple stories in the Bible to where political pressure was equal to that, or even greater. One of the stories was Daniel in the lion's den, and you know that story to where to where the king, or the, the, they made a decree that you could only pray to the king. Well, Daniel wasn't having none of it. You know the story. He wasn't having it. He went to his window, opened it up, and he prayed. And he was not going to do that. But if you look at that dream, I looked at him this morning, stuff like that. The, the first story was this, that you could only pray to the king. And that's particular of what I want to say about the next story. But Daniel wasn't having any of it. He wasn't going to pray to no king. It was God and God only and everything of that nature. And so, you know the story to where Daniel was, was, because he didn't pray to the king, he was thrown in the lion's den. The Bible says that the king didn't have drink, food, or entertainment that night, and he did not sleep. That the king, because he was fooled, you know the story, he was fooled into being deceived by his men that, to try to trap Daniel. And so he, he, he didn't. He didn't take any entertainment and stuff. And he stayed up all night. He ran to the, to the lion's den early the next morning. It said, it said, Daniel, Daniel, have you, has your God been able to deliver you from the lion's mouth? And Daniel cried out, yes, he has. God sent an angel to shut up the mouth of the lion. God prevailed for Daniel in his time in that political pressure. That was great political pressure. The next story I want to tell you about is similar. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their story is very similar, but it's a little bit different. Their trouble came when they would not pray to an idol god. There's a difference between the king and an idol god. And it says this, that when they were told that they just bow down before this idol god, there was no thought in the matter. They didn't, they, it wasn't like, well, let me think this thing through. This is going to be hard. And this, there was no thought in the matter. They said, we will not bow down and serve this, this God. We will not. And it said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said this. said, our, we believe that our God can deliver us from this fiery furnace. But if he don't, we're still not going to serve that God. They, they had made up their mind that they had put their hands to the plow. They weren't looking back. That they was going forward with God. That they was going to finish this race and things of that nature. And that... That's what that happened with that dream like that. There, there's, coming, there's coming political pressure that, that we're going to have to decide that we are going to, we're going to be faithful. We're going to follow God. The same way we look at the Scriptures and see that everything is done and everything is finished and stuff like that, I personally believe that there are 
life stories right now that are being recorded similar to the same things. There are, there are people right now with this vaccine, and I'm not for or against. If you have it, great. If you don't, I, I'm, I'm, it's all great. But there are people, there are pressures coming on people about this vaccine that they want to cut us off where you can't work, you can't go to school, you can't do this. I was talking with Tyler and, and, and his wife about Carly about her job and stuff like that. And God did a great work in that to where she doesn't have to have that vaccine. But she was worried about it. And I asked them, I said, what, what are you going to do if, if you have to have that vaccine? So we'll find another job. God will provide another job. We're not going to be pushed into little things because once you fall on little things, it'll be easier to fall the next time and the next time. And then your standards are lowered. And then it's next thing you know, you're serving an idol God. You're serving you're serving somebody that you wasn't intending to serve. And it's, it's, it's difficult. I look at these things that are happening in the news, and I see that finish line so clearly about what, what, what is happening in the enemy, how they're using these things against us and, and, and things of that nature. And God, uh, he, he was, it was exactly what he was talking about as far as, as the, I'm nervous, about his, you know, what my message is going to inter- go with his, and everything but it's just it's God is real and we need to get our mind wrapped around the father's business and we need to we need to pay attention to what God has for us there is a reward like these runners there is a reward coming and if we're looking we can see that reward and and I just want to encourage people to to stand fast don't let these enemies these these enemies come against you and threaten you and this that another because what's going to happen is this god will prevail god will see you through you have the same story god is you got to let god do his work in you god will have the same outcome for you he's going to come in and show up in a mighty way he's going to use his people in this last hour to give them strengths and powers that we don't know that we have that there's going to be strengths that's going to come from god that we're going to stand out like shadrach meshach and abednego and like daniel and the lion's den we're going to be used by God to be, to be beacons for his, his word and, and his kingdom and everything. And so I just, and I, I, I believe I've almost did just what I said. I was going to run through my message that quick and everything like that. And I've, I'm, I apologize. But so many times in, in being a, trying not to, trying not to, 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 to be against political correctness and stuff like that, we, we are hanging on to the, the earth the things of the earth, but we're trying to reach for God. And so we're reaching for God with one hand, and we're dragging this along with the backhand, and we're just trying to hang on to it. It's time to let go of what we can't keep. It's time to let go of what we'll never be able to hold on to and to reach and look towards Jesus, something that we can never lose. God already says this, if we'll look to him, we're going to gain this anyway. This is, look here, why would we want to fight and push and pull for this when it's already ours, when he's going to give it to us later on in everything we're going to rule and reign with him yeah and and i just again i have i have i have gotten too excited i've got thankfully okay yeah dale told me earlier he said that he said that if if that if i get in between i need to say a hallelujah or thank you for lord or something like that and i said well i think that's for y'all and i told dale that and everything like that so so i am i'm new i'm new at this and i'm nervous about this and it's difficult to to keep my mind on track there's so many rabbit trails i can run down and i just i just want to try to honor god but but i just want to encourage you today to where you would understand 
that like that dream, there are political pressures coming. And we're not going to cave to them. We're not going to fall to them. We have a finish line that we can see. And if, if, if we hold fast, that God will, will use us and his people and this church to be the strength in this community like Tyler was talking about. And I just, I just, I just want to say that the last verse that I'm going to use is he talked about the book of Revelations and everything like that. My, my, the verse that I'm going to use is at the end and, and everything like that. And I'm going to use that in a minute. There's one other point that I want to put. Me and Bryson was, was, went to the John 3.16 ministry yesterday and Dale and Ralph, and we had a great time. God moved mightily. And we was talking about how wonderful it was and everything. And I reached over, looked over to Bryson. I said, look here, heaven is going to be awful good because this is good. I could stay 100 years right here and not leave. It was a great time. And that will be the case. We will be in heaven where we don't have to worry about anything no more. No more political pressures. No more trials or troubles and things of this nature. And Bryson told me a, a, a saying that I've, I've already forgotten. I told him, I said, Bryson, you be ready to stand up and tell me what that was so that I can maybe speak on it and everything. And so I, I'm going to call on Bryson right now to, to, if you will, to quote that back to us what you was talking to us about. You can have a soul That's right. I, 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 I knew I would forget that when I was looking to Bryson. I said, I, I want to I be sure and use that. That's something that we don't, we don't want to fail at. By all means, we want to be saved. But we don't want to have a useless life. We want to finish that race and we want to get that prize so that we can offer it to Jesus. We don't want to just get there and say, thank you, Lord, for us just getting there. We want to bring something in. We want to add something to the pot. We want to be able to offer him a, uh, a reward or a crown or we want to cast our crowns at his feet. We want to honor God. We don't want to be just getting there. We want to take someone with us. We want to be God's people. The last thing, one of the last things that I have, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, give this to Martin. I don't, I don't, really, I don't really want to do it. I don't feel qualified to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do it. But he, he told me, and, and this, is, this is it. It's about that life deal there. There's things that we can take with us. And so many times there's, there's ladies that will come. They don't have a husband. They will come and bring their children to church. And I want to say this to them. If that's the case, if there's anybody here that there's a lady that doesn't have a husband and she's bringing her children to church, we thank you for that. We love you. And there's going to be a great honor for that because you're toting a, you're, you're toting a, a, you're doing a job that you wasn't meant to do. But we want to thank you and praise you, Lord, for you. And we believe that God will do great things and mighty things through your job. But the deal is this, that is not a job that was ever meant for a woman. That's a job that was meant for a father. So many times men think that they can take their kids and send their kids to church with their wife, and they think that will work and that will be all right. And they can do what they do. They can hunt, they can fish, they can golf, they can work. They can do whatever they want to do, and they think that will work. And this is what I believe that God gave me, wanted me to tell you, is that will not work. Kids will not do as you say. They're going to do as you do. They're going to follow their father. There was a place in the Bible to where it says this. Saul had been released from prison, and the, the, the jailer that, the, that, that you know, thought he was going to die and stuff like that, he said, I want to know your God, and he repented. And it said his family was saved. His entire family was saved. They came to know God too, and that was through the, the, the willingness to serve God and the father. So I want, to say, I want to say that if you're a father, don't send your children to church. You bring them to church. If they don't see you pray, they're not going to pray. If they don't see you miss work, they're not going to miss work. 
the most important thing you can do is to take your children to church because you'll eventually probably take them to heaven. Heard a message one time, a preacher came and he preached a message, this is 30 years ago, and he said, the one thing worse than going to hell. And when I heard just the beginning of the message, I thought, there's nothing worse than going to hell. And when I got, he got into his message and stuff like that, he said, there is something worse than going to hell. And that will be to take your children with you by not teaching them right. Nobody here, nobody ever would want their children to end up in hell with them. And we, they don't have to be. They can, they can as a father, you can, you can teach your children and lead your children to do right and to follow God. And, and it's not our job to make children do right. Because when you get to a certain age, you can go and do as you please. It's our job to teach children to do right. It's teach them to choose right choices and things like that. It's, it's important that we teach them about Christ everything we can until the day that they come to know Christ. I, I, I apologize, but I have missed some of my message, and, and I want to just finish up with this verse similar to what he had talked about, and I'm hoping I can find it. Uh, um, there goes my phone. I'm not good on this phone. But nevertheless, it, it uh, um, let's see, 19. No, I got it. I got it. just got to find, just got to find the, the, the deal. And it says right here, he started off in Res, Res, Revelations, and I am going to end up in Revelations. And this is what I, this is what I feel uh, is, is the reward of us being faithful, trusting God, following God, teaching our children about God, bringing them on, bringing them in. It went back. Hang on. I'm sorry. All right. Excuse me one second. I hit the wrong button. I'm not good at this. It's, it's coming. And... All right, it says right here, And I saw the heavens open up, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat thereupon called Faithful and True. And in his righteousness he doeth judge and make war. And his eyes were a flame of fire, and upon his head were many denims. I had to ask Marshall what that word meant, how, what, how, how to even read it, and what it meant. And I think it's, I'm not even positive what it means, but I, I think it's many names or many titles and something they, I wish I had studied that I, when I read it the first time I didn't I didn't see it but anyway it says upon and his eyes were upon his name with many denims and he hath a name written which no one knoweth but he himself and he is arrayed in a garment sprinkled with blood and his name is called the word of God and the armies which are in heaven followed him and upon white horses white horses clothed in fine linen White and pure. It says, Out of his mouth proceeded a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress upon the furnaces of his wrath. And God, the, and God Almighty, the Almighty, and he hath on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of kings, King of kings, and Lord of lords. And I read that... Uh, and what I got out of that was this. We, we are going to return with Christ on that day and on that time. We will be the, the, the saints behind him in white. And we will be the saints behind him row upon row upon row. 
And if what I read out of that there is this, we're not there to make war with them nations. We're there as a witness to God. He's going to make the war. He's going to right the wrongs. We're there as witnesses, I believe. We're going to follow him and see his mighty work done to where, to where Tyler was talking about the wicked are going to be judged and this, that, and other. We don't want that to be the case. We want all people to be saved, but, but that's happening. We're going to be able to see that. We're going to be able to, to be a part of that as witnesses. So in these days to where we, we, we look like the enemy is winning because there's many times in many cases it looks like the enemy's winning. If we're not careful, we'll be defeated like these runners. We'd start off and we'd say, why are we doing this? Because there's no use. But there is a use. There is a purpose. Our God will win. Our God will reign. And we will be there. We will be there with him to be victorious in that. I hope, I hope that worked. I hope that, I hope that I was able to get out what God, what God gave us. Um, I, I just hope it was. I, I, I was nervous and, and everything like that. I am thankful that I've at least lasted 10 or 15 minutes, that the restaurants, that the restaurants are already open and everything that. I say that to lighten things up, but I don't want to, I don't want to leave here too light. I want to leave here knowing that these, these troubles that may come and we may see, um, there's, there's a lot of people that, that believe different things about the rapture of the church. And we believe and hope for a pre-trib. That's what we hope for, and that's the way I've always taught. But there's other people that believe different, believe a, a later on trip, that we shall go through it and stuff like that. I don't believe that. I, don't, I hope not. But I do know this. If that is the case, God says this. In that hour that we are tried and in, in troubled, do not give thought. To what we will say that he will speak through us. He will, he will show up in a mighty way. And he will be our guard. He will never ever leave us. He goes before us. And he makes a way. He's with us continually. He is our rear guard. So I want to just encourage you to, to trust in the Lord. You see these things happening in the news. To, to by all means pray about them. But our God reigns. Like Tyler said. So I just want to just want to kind of pray with you and for you that, that, that the Lord would, would just be with us and bless us, bless us and strengthen us in these last days and in these times that, that we can be faithful and true like Daniel in the lion's den, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When these trials and things come, we won't have to think about what's going to happen. We, we will just immediately, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we, it ain't going to be a thought what we're going to do. We're going to trust and we're going to follow God. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that very much and everything. This is my second time of being up front and talking. And it's, it's uh, I, I, Marty told me this, the way you get better at speaking is speaking. And I thought, how long we got to do that? But I want to get back to, I, I want to get back to, to the, that God is faithful and true. And we can trust him with those times of troubles that are coming. And, and I don't want to preach doom and gloom and everything like that because but, but I do believe this, just like with Carly's job there. There's been several jobs here that, that God came through at the, at the last minute that, that these people, they didn't have to choose that God did that for them to where they don't have to choose that. But if it comes to that, and it, will, it looks like it's going to come to that, we're going to have to choose what side we're on and whose side we're on. And it needs to be no thought. It needs to be from with what's in us. If we have to work it up 
I believe that we'll choose wrong. But if we have to, if we can do what's in us and what we are, see, we're Christians, we're child of God. We don't have to work that up. It's what we are. It's whose we are. And so I believe that that will prevail. So I hope that even in my failure of speaking and, and, and everything like that, I'm hoping that God was able to bless you somehow, some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, I'm thankful for Tyler that he took up that much time. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have. Uh, I just want to pray for you and, and, and let you go and everything. But I just, again, I just want to thank you and I tell you, tell you how glad I am to be back at church, how much I love you. It is, it is, you don't know until you can't go to church. You don't know how valuable it is and things like that. Father, we just thank you for today. And Father, we just ask that, that you would be glorified and honored in what we have spoken and what you have spoken through us. And we hope that that got out. We hope that it will resonate on your people. We hope that it will dig in there, Father, that it'll stay, that it'll come back later and it'll minister to them at, at a different time, Father, in a time that they may be under political pressure or under pressure of authority that doesn't believe and follow you. And Father, we just thank you that you are our God, that you are faithful and true. And Father, we just look forward to the day. We look forward to the day to where we can cross that finish line. That we can cross that finish line with some type of reward that we can offer to you, Father. We just want to honor you and glorify you in that. We don't want to just get to heaven. We want to bring somebody. We want to honor you and glorify you in that. Father, we just ask right now that you would go with your people, bless them, Father, that you would strengthen them. And, Father, we just ask that you would let this word come forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.